Hey everybody and welcome in to your corporate global dynasty podcast. I'm your host Hunter Hawes. And I'm your host William Spicer. Just two bi boys here hosting the podcast. That's right. That's right. It feels good. Oh, it's nice to have the week off. Oh yeah, and I, I'm not gonna lie. I've been kind of. I've been. I phoned it in a few weeks ago as well. <laughs> well, it must a have bit. been nice because the Gotham Knights were fighting tooth and nail down the stretch to get to this point, and so they are really enjoying this restful week. Yeah, and it's well deserved. A good. A good run down the stretch, looking much more like uh, what what we all thought at the beginning of the season that the Gotham Knights would be after their flurry of trades to push push all the chips in. It seems like. Yes, I I agree. Um, and before we get too far in, uh, I think we'd be remiss if we did not mention that this podcast is not sponsored uh, by CGF Minis, the the chocolate candy. Um, and you know it's okay. I mean, our episode rate has been down, so I'd understand why the the company wouldn't want to sponsor us because they, you know, might feel like it's a waste of money. But uh, Spicer, have you have you had a chance to enjoy the the treat yet? Do they make it no, over they haven't across made their the way sea, across the pond yet. No, <laughs> no, no, yeah. haven't haven't got here yet. Um, I'm hoping I'm hoping that you know sometime early next year they get get back. But if not, maybe I can try them. Over the summer, as their summer flavors start to come out, you know, they always, all the candies always swap every couple few months. So, right, I'm pretty excited to get my hands on some, though. Absolutely, and I, I don't know when the, uh, you know, what the shelf life is of the minis, but I'll try to save a box of my uh, Oops All Dewberries um, for you, so you could try those when you get back. But um, no, it's, oh, thank you. Yeah, it, you know, it's been great to, for there to be another podcast. I, I think. With our show not happening, having a podcast to listen to, I never realized how much uh, it was possible to enjoy an ep- a show about our league. Like I've, yeah. I found myself itching for the the newest episode of the minis every week. Oh, me too, and also the the feeling of which I think lots of other people can relate to, but the feeling of also like it's not quite like yelling at the TV, but like hoping that certain things get talked about. Yes. Uh, which is always, which is really fun. Yes, I, I have also experienced that as well. Uh, or, you know, heard a comment and been like, oh, I wouldn't respond this way. Or, or uh, they need to say this. Um, so that, that's been fun. I guess I, uh, everyone else has been experiencing that for the last few years. So it's nice to be on the other side of uh, your podcast listening service. Um, yeah, we're on Spicer, the podcast. There's a lot of stuff to catch up on one thing that I was just thinking about as we were getting ready to record, um, and you mentioned my trades before the season, I am kind of shocked looking through here at this has to be easily the fewest trades we've had, not only in a season, but like, my goodness, there was hardly any trades of as of worth once the season started. Yeah, I, I, I think I that think that's, that's probably right, right that, that it's our, been our lowest... Um, lowest season of trade volume yeah i i mean the uh the rocky mountain mooses were uh the most active team once the season began it looks like um the god kings and popular ballers had a few very odd trades which we can talk about in a second but um when i was looking through i think the mooses um while it looks like they may have sold low on some guys i think they made some good trades because if you look at the three players they got rid of landry foreman and goff uh, i don't think any of those guys will give them any help next year and we've already seen that they can be you know they're already on their way to being a high scoring team now so next year they could be dangerous and they've got these little extra third and fourth round picks over the next few years yeah i think that's true except for maybe golf because golf has that big that big contract so i think he's going to be kind of settled in in detroit for two seasons and he would just and he's had a he's had a pretty solid season this is like the classic jared goff i think you have to just deal with like his you know his rams year where he was pretty good and then being absolutely terrible and just that that yeah and he has 
he has been playing better instead of the Lions since the trade was made because it was made in early November and then they went on that really big win streak. So maybe maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe they'll finish out this year strong and uh, even if they do draft a quarterback, which I think they will, maybe Goff will still get to play mm-hmm. next year. So yeah, we'll see. But yeah, other than that, I think that they they did totally fine, and like none of those trades were for anything more other than golf than a third of some kind. So pretty pretty low stakes, yeah, kind of trades. Um, one thing that was odd, and I don't know if this is a symptom of me, like just being a lot busier this year, or or I just didn't take the time to like look into it, but did. The God Kings just give the popular ballers Andy Dalton in September. Um, the, I, I don't. I yes. feel like I would have remembered. Uh, no, that. I think it. I think it was for. I think there was Fob involved, but it doesn't show up. Okay, <laughs> that makes more sense. I was I just looking at that right now, and I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. So it just doesn't um, show up in the. But I can't remember exactly the the desktop um, trade log here, but then the God Kings. Or then the popular ballers did give Brady a 2023 fifth round pick, and we heard Jacob explain that on. Uh, <laughs> I just called him Jacob because I was looking at his sleeper name. We heard Jake explain that on the minis <laughs> episode, which, you know, was strange. Uh, I guess you know his his soul is kind because I would never have done that. Yeah. And you yeah. had something to do with with this as well correct like like you guys were talking yeah, yeah. about some some type of three-way deal is that true yes um okay so here here's what happened so the god kings received andy dalton in 2020 for a fourth round pick to the to the ballers and then the ballers received andy dalton back from the god kings and then i gave another fourth for Andy Dalton and so in exchange so the popular ballers sent back a fifth as a as a uh, as a delayed payment so to speak for Andy Dalton is what what sort of happened wow what a journey uh for Andy Dalton and honestly it's kind of shocking that he's still in the league and still starting um to this day I am I am shocked by that. I don't really understand why he's playing over Jameis, um, but you know the Saints are doing what they want to do. Yeah, and the Saints are very bad. The Saints, I think, have, they they shipped this season in pretty early. It feels like it yeah, was always going to be a rough ride, though. It really does feel that way. Um, and it's been surprising, even because uh, like Kamara hasn't had a great year and. I mean, he's still he. I think he had like one of his classic forty-point games, but then he's had tons of games where he didn't even score ten points. I have him in my school redraft league, and he's been super disappointing. Yeah, he's been he's been not great. Uh, the only thing that saved him is is the Andy Dalton checkdown game. He still gets yeah. in PPR. Exactly. In non PPR though, he's really bad. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. It, the The few games that he is scoring, like seven or eight or nine, it would probably be even bleaker if he wasn't uh, if he was in a, a non PPR league. Um, yeah. Other than trades, I I would be hard pressed to try to act like I remembered any big waiver pickups this year. I feel like there have been, probably been some. Um, are there any that stuck out to you throughout the season as like big moves on the waiver wire? Um. I guess well, Brock for Purdy, me, maybe. So, number. So Brock Purdy is up there and he was someone who interested me on the waivers before, like as the season, like essentially when Trey Lance went down, just mostly out of like, are they going to be tired of Jimmy G? Like the 49ers just seem to be done with him as like, they did not want him to be their quarterback. Um, so I think that one's a big one, but I have to say, I'm going to toot my own horn here because I picked up Geno Smith in May for $8. Oh, wow. And he's yeah. a top 10 quarterback. That's huge. Yeah. And I know that I it's a joke that like, oh, the Brews have all the quarterbacks. Um, but, my, but my gosh, when you look at them, it's still like a struggle. Like, a, <laughs> yeah. I'm not just, I'm not, it's not like I'm hoarding them because I'm trying to prevent other people. It's like, I don't have, like, my quarterback situation is a nightmare. I have to hold all the Jets quarterbacks. 
because <laughs> of that nonsense. Yeah, you have both the Saints guys, all three of the Jets guys, and then th- Gino has been the one to start alongside Jalen Hurts. So it has been a wild uh, ride for the the bruised QBs. Um, it, I mean, it helps when Hurts is has been the QB one by far and just destroying everyone. So the second quarterback has a little bit of leeway. Yes, that that is true. I, he he can cover some faults in that second quarterback. Um, I think the um, so yeah, Brock Purdy was a big one. Geno Smith back in May. That's that's incredible. Um, it it's possible if Brandon Brandon Cooks does not get healthy, it's possible that one of my receiver pickups might end up being big only because they're going to probably be forced to start in the freaking semifinals of the playoffs because Tyler Lockett uh, unfortunately got hurt on Thursday night and it's going to have to have surgery on like his hand or finger. Um, another report came out yesterday that said he might be able to just miss one game and be back. But um, I mean, that would only be if that that's really optimistic and that would mean I'd have to <clears throat> risk starting him in the championship. But like I picked up Chris Moore and Kendall Hinton, and I don't know, I might have to start one of them if Brandon Cooks is hurt or, or Paris Campbell. And that just makes me want to puke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Paris Campbell is, is that's, that's a tough, a tough one, one to start. start. Um, but yeah, that which wait, which wide receiver do you have? I'm sorry. So because um, Lockett is hurt, I'm just looking ahead to next week on who I'm going to have to start. <clears throat> and a few weeks ago, when my wide receivers were like dropping like flies, I picked up a few a few different people. Um, I picked up Trent Sherfield, Kendall Hinton for oh, yeah. Denver, who's had several good games now with <clears throat> um, Cortland Sutton missing some time. And then I also picked up uh, Chris Moore uh, for the Texans, who has also had a couple of decent games. So... There, there's options. Uh, I think Chris Moore last week had like 11 targets, at 10 catches, 124 yards um, against Dallas. So, I mean, that was probably a one-off. But, but uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I got to do something. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So, not a, oh, like I said, uh, I really feel like God this Kings, year people Kenyan kind Drake of. Kenya Drake. From when he was when he was the starting running back for the Ravens, when he got shifted around. Oh yes. Um, oh, and here's another one: uh, Darius Slayton for the popular ballers. He finally has had some good games. There's just yep. been some players. I forgot like that. about Kenyon like Drake. People have been able. To... Yeah, he had a couple like really good games. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, I hate it because it looks like like Dobbins came right in and didn't miss a beat. So um, I guess with, if you're the popular ballers, you're just excited for to see that for next year. But um, it, you know, even just having one running back for the, for for the ballers would have made a, a monumental difference in their season. I would agree. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I really think that this year uh, we saw like a lot of the teams settled in. To kind of what they were and even though we had a lot of teams end up you know kind of towards the bottom of the standings consistently um all of them could have beaten most of the teams in the league every week so um it, it doesn't super surprise me that there wasn't a lot of moves um this year but i do think it'll be interesting looking at next year and i know the other shows talked about this as well but i kind of expect like all of those teams really to be competitive so it'll be it'll be interesting to see who drops off um and with that uh i don't i guess we don't have to talk about our season-long predictions yet because we can save that till after the title is over um but i do know that both of us have our hot takes on the ready to discuss that we made preseason. yes yeah so um do you want to start first with let's start with yours first on the on the hot takes um, I did not quite hear what you said there. Uh, so because I didn't hear oh, you, I'm just going to start. Technical difficulties. I was just saying, just start us off on the hot takes. Okay, there we go. All right, so I'm going to start. Um, this was my mild take. I didn't think it was very hot. 
um, and I said that it was Josh Jacobs would be a top 12 or yes, a top 12 running back on the season. And obviously that was very correct because he has been by far the the biggest surprise of the season, the, the star of the show. Um, he's RB3 right now. Um, I would not be surprised if he finished RB1. Um, there was a lot of hate with Josh Jacobs going into the offseason. People were talking about like, will he even play? Is he, you know, he got passed up by these no-name nonsense people. I don't even remember who was being hyped in the offseason. And Josh McDaniels always uses a committee of running backs, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I think Josh, Josh Jacobs is pretty good. And I think he's going to be okay. Um, I traded for him in every single league that I am in. I own him everywhere. And so I think that's why I've <laughs> had so much success uh, in fantasy this year. And I'm very happy. Yes. Um yeah, he's been amazing. He's also, so this is one of the things, whenever we do our hot takes or like whenever we start talking about the season and I go into my redraft league, I've gotten in the habit of where I'm like, oh, even if I don't agree with like Hunter or Wyatt or somebody, um, I will actually like spite draft myself. So like I drafted Josh Jacobs in my redraft league and so it's been amazing. So oh, like awesome. I, I tend to do that. Like of like, well, I'll at least give it a shot here and maybe I'm just way more down. But, but I will say, I will that, say that uh, uh, I'm still, I'm still very, very pleased. And I've actually thought about this a lot of you and I had a trade and I traded you Josh Jacobs straight up for Stefan Diggs two seasons ago, mm-hmm. I think. Yes. And I was curious what you, like, I was, I've kind of been like, eh. like it, in terms of which one would you rather have right now? What do you I think mean, about it? Like right now, I'd still rather. Ha- I think I'd rather have Diggs solely for like oh. <laughs> the the way that my team's depth has shaken out. I thought I would have more depth at receiver, and it, I'm talking about starting these horrid backup receivers now. Right. But I don't think my season, like I I would not be in the bye week if I didn't have Josh Jacobs. So um, that's kind of crazy to think yeah. about. And like that trade was painful to look back on last year because that you know, Diggs broke out when he went to Buffalo and I didn't expect that. Um, and I always thought Josh Jacobs would be good. So it's kind of hard to break down for me. Like I, I don't hate it. Um, and I've, prof- I've professed my love for Josh Jacobs, renaming him the Gotham Knight. So I think at this point I just have to yeah. say I'm, I'm happy with him. Nice. Yeah. He's, he's going to love that. He's going to love looking back on this interview. Yeah. I hope he he's does. He's going to have some real hate in his heart for, for the bruise. <laughs> <laughs> and and we know you never know they might be on a collision course so we'll see we will see you know me i'm too pessimistic i'm like oh i'm gonna lose next week guaranteed oh, that's how i feel too i i'm like just waiting for wyatt to beat me by about 60 <laughs> yeah um yeah for christian mccaffrey to go off for like a 51 pointer yep it just yeah. just feels right yeah um, yeah, well, that was my that was back. my most mild take. So you you go from there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I was gonna say my mild take. I'm pretty sure I haven't actually listened back. So I was just doing this off the dome. So it could be totally wrong. But I think it was that Derrick Henry would be back. Like that Derrick Henry would be like a top ten running back. I don't remember the specifics. I think so because I remember um, I had traded for him in the off season um, in my other one of my other dynasty leagues, and I was like. Yeah, I hope so. Like, I'm rooting for him this year. Yeah. I Yes, I do remember that. And, uh, and yeah, he's uh, running back three or four, depending on, uh, on the, on the, on the scoring type. So, yeah, he's having a great season. The King is doing his thing for the most part. He's had some, he's had a little bit of up and down. Mm-hmm. Which is typical for him. This year, but, but. But yeah, he—it's also one of those deals where he—he's just one of the running backs who can actually win you weeks. There's only so many of those that exist. So. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, it—it's true, and I think he has a really, really juicy schedule the next couple weeks with the Chargers and Texans too. So, um, you know, Katie is definitely fighting an uphill battle. But if if Henry busts out a you know thirty point plus game, then she's right back in her matchup with Wyatt. Um, but yeah, I, I've been loving it because in my uh, my school league, I took him uh, as well with the whatever. I think I had like the fourth pick um, and I didn't really like 
anyone else that was left. So I took him. And then I also have Josh Jacobs and Joe Mixon in that league. And I've just been destroying my coworkers all year long. So that's been a lot of fun. Oh, nice. Yeah, those are some pretty dominant, had some pretty dominant performances this season. Um, but yes, so, with, so that was my take. And also, yeah, I really don't want to play the matriarchs in that, in the, in the semifinals because Derrick Henry is going to pop off for about 30 points against the Texans. Yeah. Like, that's just what he does. He, he's had over 200 yards, like four games in a row against them or something stupid. Yeah. He's, he owns them. Um, and I, I'm also terrified of, of Katie just because, so like it just, I mean, I've literally been beaten by her in both playoffs. So, I don't think anyone would be surprised if the narrative worked out that she upsets Wyatt, then she beats you, and if I can win my game next week, I would have to face her as a rematch of the first, <laughs> the first championship, and I would feel like I would lose. Like, I, in some ways, like I want to, to beat her to get that like curse off, but I don't want it to be a championship. I'd I'd be a nervous wreck. Yeah. Yeah, and you know she does have. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's she always she has always that has playoff that playoff, playoff juice. She does. Um, okay, so my next take was my medium take, building up in spice here, was that uh, Michael Thomas would be a top twelve wide receiver, and that clearly did not work out um, because of the injury. But you know, I was telling you this earlier uh, before we recorded. But the first two games that he played were awesome. He scored twenty two points in week one, eighteen in week two. And then week three, he had nine and got hurt and then never played again. So, um, I mean, it was on track to be to be good. <laughs> yeah, he he yeah, and a, he's an odd one because I don't like I, I'm curious what happens to him. Like, he doesn't seem to be thrilled about being in New Orleans. No. Um. And my initial thought would be for him to go to. San Francisco, or not San Francisco, to LA and play for the Rams, um, because that's where we like to think that we send all of the all of the tw- like late twenties wide receivers who have been in what we consider not great offenses or like frustrating situations, and you just ship them out to the Rams and Sean McVay fixes them. But that didn't work for Allen Robinson either. So sure didn't. Um, yeah. Not really sure. <laughs> What the what 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 what's in store for for Michael Thomas? Yeah, I'm not sure either. I mean, he'll be 30 next year. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just not sure. It's just been a huge disappointment since I traded away so much for him uh, back in 2020 when he was largely considered the like one of, or well, it was considered one of the top dynasty assets. So. I never got to really reap the benefits of that besides the two games in week one and two of this season. Yeah. Yeah. But, but who knows? He, he not playing for two years, he might still have some tread on the tires. So he could still get a couple more years. We'll see. We will see. But yeah, that was my medium take. Nice. Yeah. Um, my medium take was, I remember this one wasn't player specific. It was that I predicted that the Bears would win one of their games against the Packers lifting that Aaron Aaron Rodgers owns them kind of curse which did not happen but they right. I feel like they played much better much better um, against events against them but yeah I think they actually had they just finished playing their last game the game last week they, um, yeah second. week 13 yeah yeah and uh, I think they were winning and it was like and Aaron Rodgers came back mm-hmm. at one is that was that right yeah they were winning 16-10 at halftime and they were up to 19-10 going into the fourth. Um, and then Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Bears have been an interesting yeah. team this year. Yeah, like they, the they Bears have a are having record, the, the, but... Yeah, they're they're having that what I like. I guess what I'd call now like the Detroit Lions last year type of season, where it's like the Lions are not like one and sixteen bad or whatever they were last year. Like I don't think the Chicago Bears are necessarily like three and ten bad, but they just right. they've lost close games and they're like young and like they're Justin Fields has just started putting it together recently, and so you think like that's a team that can maybe make a jump next season. That's that's sort of how I see them. Yeah, I agree. I think there was a period where they lost 
three games in a row to the Dolphins, the Lions, and the Falcons, and they were all by three or less points. All those. Oh, I'm afraid. I've, I'm afraid I've lost you. Uh oh. Can you hear me now? Testing. Can you hear me now? Oh, I can hear you now. We're back. Okay, cool. I just left it recording, so we can just cut that part out, I guess. Cool. Um. All right, you ready? I'll just go back into it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so there was a period where the the Bears lost three games in a row to the uh, Dolphins, Lions, and Falcons, and all three of those games were by three points or less. So yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that the... I don't know if next year they'll be like a playoff team necessarily, but I do think that um, if they can get some good stuff going on in the draft and in free agency with Justin Fields, that they'll be a lot of fun to watch the next few years. Yeah. Same. So that's my medium. Tip. That was your medium. We okay. Both missed on our, we both missed on our mediums. We did. Um, but I did hit on my hot take, which was that DeAndre Swift would not be an RB1. Um, I think right now he's like in the 20s, maybe RB22, somewhere in there. Um, and part of the reason that I that I had said that was, uh, no, 26, he's even lower than I thought. Um, part of the reason I said that was he had been injured like every year that he'd played. Uh, he'd never played a full season. Uh, I also thought that Jamal Williams uh, was just like the coaches there, I think just love him as like a son from watching Hard Knocks. And then I also just think DeAndre Swift is, isn't as like – good as people thought he was going in like especially in dynasty like the dynasty football world i think people get obsessed with any running back who's young and it like could be good then they're ready to just like crown him the next you know rb1 of whatever um and i just think deandre swift is great but i don't think he's like a three down workhorse type guy but he also was injured a couple games um but i still don't think he would have been in the top top 10 yeah yeah that's probably true i'm still curious i I still think like if he could have just gotten even like half of the jamal williams goal line yeah touches that would have taken care of it he would be yeah that's sort of like the chase edmonds james connor last year though like james connor was like a rb a top 10 running back just because he scored two touchdowns it seemed like every game but only would have like 30 yards yeah Jamal Williams has been insane with those those touchdowns. Yeah. But yeah, that was my hot take. Yeah, came true. A, and that was a good call. Good call. And unfortunate for the Pit Kings, which uh, that I'm I feel so bad. That team every time I look at it, I'm like I don't understand why why they are not in the playoffs. It's a, yep. It's an unfortunate it's like the situation. Same there. type of season every every year it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So nice, good on your hot take. So now, my my hot take, my blazing hot take was the that Russell Wilson uh, is cooked. That he was done. Um, that, yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um. And and I remember this because I remember you saying like, you think he'll have like the. Uh, I'll show the Seahawks kind of mentality. Or like he was really pissed off being there. Mm-hmm. But I don't think so. He's been no, I don't terrible. Th- <laughs> He's been horrible. <laughs> um, and see, the thing is, like, so your hot take was definitely right for this season. I still kind of think that next year it could work out. Um, and if I mean, if it doesn't next year, obviously he's like done, done. I just think he's just such a weird person and like <laughs> you know, he gets made fun of all the time for just all the weird stuff he says and all the weird stuff that he does. But I still think that he, like, I mean, he was good and it's not like he's, he's old enough that like his, I don't think he is losing the, the physical ability. So I'm wondering if like with a second year in Denver, even if they have to fire their coach and change like coaching staff again, but just with a second year there and Javante Williams coming back I don't know I, I still think that he could be okay next year but man 
he has really frustrated me, obviously, as he, he lost his role as captain. He was suspended for a game, and Daniel Jones has just taken over. Gosh, that's an... Imp- I mean, Daniel Jones has had a nice, solid season so far. But man, that's got to hurt if you're Russell Wilson to be ousted by Daniel <laughs> by Jones. Daniel Jones. That's bad. Yeah. Daniel Jones is the that's is the top top ten QB this year, number ten. Hell yeah, that's because I, I know we've been I've been saying it for years now, but that that coaching staff is just willing to let him die. They are running the football. Like, <laughs> and Daniel Jones seems to be in total agreement about it. Yep. So, but yeah, Ooh, and now like, Russ. Like, yeah. You know, he got the crap knocked out of him last week, and so he's out um, after he, like, had a good game, finally. Like, a, a Russell Wilson type of game against the Chiefs, and then he's out. So I blew all my fab to get Colt McCoy um, because if something happens to one of my other guys, I would be I would be toast. So I uh, hope I don't have to use Colt McCoy, but I do have him. Yeah, and I will say, Colt McCoy is not, like, the worst of the backups. Yeah, he can go out and have a plenty productive game for for a team. Yeah, he's he's serviceable. As I I don't know if he can survive this week against Denver though, because their defense is so good. And like I watched oh, a good bit of that Patriots yeah. game, he was just running for his life. Like my goodness, they could not protect him at all. Yeah, the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> the Cardinals just need an actual offensive gameplay. They just seem like I don't know. They're a mess. They're, they're terrible. They're a mess. Yeah. They're a mess. Um. Yeah. Those, those were all all of my takes that I I had written down. Um. I had another take about a a, a trade, but I'm gonna wait to cover that when we go at the end of the season because it doesn't actually apply for right now. So we'll we'll come back to that. Okay. Um. But yeah, other than that, uh, I don't know when when this podcast will release, but um, we just have two matchups this week that that matter. Uh, Spicer, do you have any predictions for the two games going on right now? Um, so I do. Th- so here here's kind of my prediction: is that I think that the winter faces will break the curse of of the three seed Mm -hmm. and get through. I think the matriarchs are, so it's really some things like this, like Amon Ross St. Brown up against the jets is, uh, could be tough. That that, Mm -hmm. the jets defense is pretty good. Um, and then having to rely on some other sort of like odd players, like a Tyler Boyd or like, or even like an Okonkwo, just like some some players that could could really bust. She doesn't have a ton of players that are maybe like safe safe twelve pointers right now. So I think that'll come back and won't be able. She won't be able to get across the the finish line because of that. Um, and then on, on the other side, some things like Patrick Mahomes having the Houston Texans this week. Um, yeah, the, the, you know, the, the winter faces having Gallup and CD lamb in terms of like Cowboys players against like Pollard Zeke and Dalton Schultz. And I just have more, I have enough faith that if the Cowboys really go off, they'll be able to like the winter faces players will have enough to, to get them across. Um, and then I'm I'm actually gonna take as well in in the the God Kings magic matchup. I'm also gonna take the God Kings there. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, Some uh, similar reasons. Yeah, I'm with you here for sure. Um, for all the same reasons that you detailed in the Winter Faces Matrix game, uh, I'm also I'm just torn on this one because. They both scare me. I feel like I, whichever one of them I end up, well, I like we we talked about Kate here. I would I would not get to see her until the championship. But I just feel like from the trash talk that I've that I've given to Wyatt taking his spot, the winter faces would just be, you know, slobbering to to come 
to to Gotham for that that semifinal match. So I am scared of that. But um, on the other matchup, I think the God Kings will win this easily. And you know, before the season started, I had predicted the Magic in tenth place, and they weren't. But I do think that they've had a lot of magic. <laughs> they've had a lot of luck. Um, and I just looking at this starting playoff roster or our lineup here, it it's really bad. Uh, if I'm being frank, I just and it really stinks too because they already had Ayuk and Kenneth Walker, who were both great for them most of the season, and they both had very well. Ayuk had a terrible game, and Kenneth Walker had a very pedestrian game. So I think you would have needed much bigger games from them in order to make this this upset happen. But you know they've done it before, so I could be wrong, and and you know we'll see. But uh, I just I know that Tua has been great, but he's been playing badly the last couple of weeks as well. Uh, just don't see how they could pull this one off. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree, but like you said, like you said never, know. never know. You just create the magic have a way of making crazy things happen. They do. So, they do. Christian Watson um, might might catch five touchdowns. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, and yeah. it is interesting. I I really wish I could figure out a way to do a study on things like how like are the guy like on our records against other teams i really want to look into it and be like is part of it because like for example like the god kings right when they play against me if they play kirk cousins are they more likely to lose because like if kirk cousins does well because then my bike like thielen and jefferson do well yeah so like that is interesting yeah like there's something to to like the way that the quarterback receiver connection goes that i think there are some matchups that are better than others um and so like that would be a way for the magic to win is like aaron Rodgers isn't getting the start even but if but christian watson could pop off like you were saying yep and he can um one thing i wanted to point out too before we um move off of talking about the playoffs and standings and all that type of stuff is i've i was looking before the show at the points for for the season and also the max points for which i always uh, find interesting and i don't know if you've seen this but if you look at max points for katie's team actually has the lowest of everyone um <laughs> lower than colton lower than jake lower than the mooses and the, the abby like literally the lowest um and so i just find that interesting that she's been able to manage her team efficiently enough or maybe there's just no depth um to get into the playoffs but also in just regular points for of what actually happened um both the mooses and touchdown abby scored more points this season than the magic and the matriarchs so you know definitely some bad luck for both of those teams i think the mooses would have been fascinating to watch in the playoffs um and the abby would have been too um but it's just one of those years, you know. Yeah, one of those years. Also, I think I'm I'm curious about the max points for, and I'm guessing that it doesn't take this into account. But like, for the Abbey, right? Like when they get Jared Goff, does it go back and recalculate, like as if Jared Goff was on that week, or does it keep a rolling tally? Because that was another thing was just that those weeks with only one starting quarterback really came to bite TDA. No, I, I think it's rolling tally because it, okay. it updates every week. So I don't think it goes backwards. Okay. So, yeah, that I, I mean, that's crazy, too, that that the Abby without a quarterback for a month still and without Jamar Chase for a month. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think that the Jamar Chase injury is probably the biggest, like, problem well, the quarterback one is probably worse, but both of those things combined um, really hurt the Abbey this year. Uh, I, I mean, yeah. Carson Wentz, I would have assumed would have started the whole year. So, um, but I mean, we probably talked about his quarterback situation in the preseason podcast, if I had to guess, um, and it just broke wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yes, yeah. The, there's been some. There's been some goofy points for stuff. And also some goofy plays. I know I've mentioned it, but that Robinson play that the Magic had where he scored like 22 points and like had had like five points all season before that game. Insane. Mm-hmm. Insane stuff. <laughs> yep. Classic Magic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, I had some weird 
luck too. I think I had the most points against in the league um, and then was just behind you for second at points four, but uh, nine and five. And I had that crazy stat going for like half the season where I had to score 200 points to win <laughs> uh, because of how many oh, yeah. points I was getting. People were scoring against me, but it finally evened out the back half of the season. Yeah. Yep. And now it's just, you're everyone. You're just two games away. I'm just two games away. And the magic, the winter faces, the matriarchs and God Kings are all just three games away. And that's all we have. That's all that's yeah. left. It is. And I, I have, I have the uh, least amount of confidence in this league as I do in all of the leagues that I'm in the playoffs in, uh, for whatever reason. So, um, <laughs> We'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I it's because the teams am, are the most even. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're probably right. That's that probably is what it is. I'm most excited about the other league that you and I are in. Um, I beat Jesse Doms in the last week of the regular season. We were tied, and we were in first and second. And I beat him, and so I have the the one seed, um, in that league. And I'm I'm really excited about my team. I have won, uh, I believe, eight games in a row in that league. Uh, yes, eight eight weeks in a row I've won going into the playoffs, so I feel very good about it. Yeah, and in that league, I have a max points four of a week of like 45 points or whatever, so. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, you know. Next year, next year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, is there is there anything else you wanted to talk about with, uh, with Corporate Global here? Um, I don't. I don't think so. I just, you know, definitely want to reiterate that I've really loved the other podcast. I think it's been great. Uh, Jake's done some amazing things this year with the jerseys and the graphics, uh, and I'm really and excited to key. be in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I am as well. Um, I think I just wanted to say that against the the ballers a couple weeks ago i started mike white instead of geno smith and i literally did that because i was just like i need to get into the habit of playing some matchups and so i just like just play this person for fun um so that was fun just (laughs) needing to mentally play different players than i normally do because i feel like i am the least likely to swap players on matchup of just about anyone um and yeah and i loved trying to start racy mcmath i love that <laughs> i'm hoping at some point i can start him jefferson and terrace marshall and have all lsu wide receivers yeah so that's my i mean that's my it plan. could happen it could happen next year we'll see <laughs> yeah we'll see race uh my last thing is i've been thinking about this I think that we should add to the tight end premium. We should also add in that fullbacks get that same premium and call it the thick boy premium. Um, uh, so that I can play Patrick and that, that tight end spot is a tight end slash fullback. And oh so I can, I can play my boy Patrick Ricard every now and then. That's all I'm asking. I'm asking for, for a little thick boy love. The bruise mascot. Oh, he's no, he's not our mascot. He's our, he's our, he's like our living champion. Our, he's our <laughs> non-retired football hero. The heart and soul. He's just so, yeah, man, amazing. Yeah. He always, he gets on the team once a season, almost every year. He just, right. He gets and now he's love. back on the waiver wire. Yeah, it doesn't last long, but gotta see that thick boy get picked up at least once. Well, um, I guess that's it, folks. We're going to actually transition here um, and kind of do a two-for-one pod. Um, We're going to just catch up a little bit on on life, uh, on coaching, on time living across the the water and the ocean. Um, So if you're just here for the football, feel free to uh, turn the podcast off here. But if you want to hear about some other information, um, stick around. Yeah. All right. Well, Spicer, why so, don't you start us off? Tell us uh, where you are, what you're doing. What's, oh. what's the latest update? Yeah, so I am currently in uh, Ireland, in County Cavan. So a lot of referencing in Ireland is done by county. I think there's like 32 counties in Ireland, so that's kind of like, maybe I'm wrong about that, but um, it seems to be like the way you reference 
roughly where you are, which is mm. northwest of Dublin. So we're not far from like the Northern Ireland border. Okay. Um, it's quite nice. It's uh, I'm working, staying at a house where they have like eight acres of like, it's like a garden with like some like exotic trees and plants and stuff so we're mo so we're doing a lot of just like pulling yeah there's some there's this really cool like prehistoric plant that's here it looks insane it's called that's a gunnera cool. yeah it's crazy um but uh so what we're doing is they they've been in the house a year and and they have special rules in ireland because they have so many migratory birds that like you can't pull like thorns or like any kind of like like weeds and stuff that are big like because we're talking about like big huge like brambly thorns that like get all tangled and everything but you can't pull them for six months of the year because you might be disturbing like a bird's nest <laughs> so they can only like clear for a few months and those months are like october through march and so since they moved in last December, they only had like three months of pulling before uh, they were out of the season. So we're helping them try to get all that stuff cleared before that like no no clearing time happens. So okay. So that's kind of what we're doing. Uh, and so it's been freezing cold here. Like it's been 32 degrees Fahrenheit or colder every day for like 10 days now like the lake oh they're on a lake too um this area of ireland is sort of like the lake district of ireland um and the lake was like freezing over in a lot of parts like probably like maybe half an inch to an inch thick around the edges and stuff um but yeah so it's been really cold and that's pretty unseasonably cold for here um so we've been actually inside doing some like touch, like painting and touch, like, yeah, mostly getting painting done before Christmas. So that's what's been going on in terms of like where I am uh, and what what I've been doing on the on the kind of day to day. Nice. Do a lot of re reading. Uh, play some marble snapper and chess. So if anyone wants to play any chess, like uh, I'm always down. Uh, been watching a lot of World Cup. Oh yeah, which has been great. Um, when uh, uh, owner touch of the Touchdown to Abbey, uh, Rob came over and hung out with us in Ireland in the UK. And so when England and the US played, we got to watch that in a pub in London. So jealous. That was awesome. Yeah, on it was on Taylor Hare's recommendation, and it was amazing. And <laughs> the whole the whole pub was like booked out but there was like a smoker's rail like outside that was kind of like covered and so rob and i got there like an hour before the game started and we literally just stood against the rail and no one said anything to us but like we just stood there and watched the game um and made some friends with some absolute like a classic like lads like lad bible kind of like bros that were there and one of them got kicked out for like throwing a drink at a bartender. It was like the most classic British, like, wow, English thing. But I, but it was a it was a good time. I think they had it was fun. I don't know, being the only Americans there really, mm -hmm. um, and watching. Um, they so didn't, yeah, they was, didn't hate you so guys. That's been fun. No, <laughs> especially because it was just a nil-nil draw. It was like the most boring right. game. Also, <laughs> for, for it's, 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 yeah, it's also nice to hear like when, when, because for any of the foot, soccer, I've really gotten into calling it football and American football. This always happens. It's, it's, mm. I will say in Ireland though, they call it soccer more frequently because they have something called Gaelic football. Hmm. So they distinguish soccer in their version of football, which is Gaelic football. But wow. yeah, it's yeah. weird. Um, but um, uh, oh gosh. Oh, like, but like things like why in the actual F is is Southgate 
England's manager not playing Phil Foden. Like, why aren't they playing these people? And to hear, like, British people like, what the fuck is going on? Why don't we play, like, our best players, like, in the bathroom? It makes you feel like, oh, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> like, some other people are like, yeah, I don't understand who are soccer people. Right. That's cool. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I bet that would be yeah, a fun, but... fun uh, time to be in Europe just because more people care about it whereas like i go throughout my day and the only other human being that i've talked to in person about the world cup is um my one of my students who's hispanic um and like loves soccer and was rooting for mexico but um that's it <laughs> so uh, it would oh be nice to be surrounded gosh. by people who also cared yeah oh my gosh i it's, you know it's funny i hadn't even thought about that but like i'm sure in jackson there's like there might be like 200 people. Yeah. Who's no one. And like, oh, that's rough. That's rough, especially because it's been a, a pretty amazing World Cup. And the it final has been. should be awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know it's at an awkward time, though, because it's like middle of the work day. Yeah, I, I've i only gotten to watch some games. I mean, thankfully that we, uh, the first, like, or the, a big chunk of the games were when we had, um, thanksgiving break so i was able to watch a ton that week um and then the second week i wasn't able to watch as many and then caught some stuff here and there but you know it's it's good um it's been fun i i hope that <laughs> i don't know if fifa can ever learn a lesson but hopefully they've learned something from this and we can avoid this yeah. in the future yeah i think i think it will be very different moving forward but i also saw some stuff where they were talking about going to north korea or something crazy like that so yeah who knows sounds about right um yeah uh so yeah that's so that's what's been going on here i could there's some backlog stuff of like because i think the last time we talked i was in germany yes um and so the only that we did have four weeks where we were staying with a family in the uk and that was mm -hmm. wild. It was that it was four kids, two dogs, a cat, a broken kitchen, like no kitchen. Oh wow! Like it was, it was insane. That's why I. So and another insane thing was like there's so there's no private space there really. That or there's there was there was private spaces, but they didn't get Wi-Fi. So it's so mm. to try to record a podcast with kids, <laughs> right? And not like it was just like there's just no way. Um, yeah. And they range from like 16 to 10. Um, that was wild. But there's some. There's this one dog there. Oh my gosh! And this dog was sick. It was like a. It was like a greyhound mixed with like a Scottish deerhound. And like when we got there, one of the kids was like, he was like showing us around the house. Like here's everything. He's like here's Teasel. That's the dog's name. It's like guess what? Guess what she hunts? And I was like, I don't know, like squirrel, like you know, classic stuff. And he's like deer and i was like oh i don't believe this and then like the parents were like yeah no like she will she has and will like hunt deer and she will chase them down sometimes and kill them and she actually got one while we were there like no. but she will like yeah she will like and it's like this there's this property because it's out in the, like the country essentially and like you walk to this property and it's a rewilding. So like they're, they're just like having stuff like they have beavers and all sorts of stuff just roaming free there. And it's really cool. But because of that, the, the dogs can run wild and like deer populations are actually huge because didn't know this, but it's, it's really famous. There's no wolves in England and they have like a day that they're like, yeah, the last wolf in England was killed on this day. Like they have it marked um, because of all the sheep. Hmm. Right, uh, like sheep farmers don't want, don't them. want them, but now I they mean, have like a deer overpopulation. Hmm. Yeah, I mean um, that makes sense. That's crazy. I'd, yeah, so, I would never have thought of that. Yeah, I know. Like our first night there, we heard some howling. We're like, "Are there any coyotes?" And they and like, or wolves or anything? And they just laugh and like, "No, they did." <laughs> <laughs> um, Dang. But. Uh, but yeah, so like they, so the property owners actually don't even care that they kill the deer because it's like overpopulated. So they kind of act as like wolves that don't kill sheep but kill the deer because people are like, we want to reintroduce wolves to reduce the deer population now. Um, anyway, 
Dang. Yeah, but uh, she would also go for a hunt, and you just leave her be. And they were like, they were because they were gone the first week we were there, and we were just like dog sitting and house sitting for them. And they're like, yeah, if she doesn't come back in 24 hours, let us know. And we were like, what? And so the first time she went off, it was like, yeah, she was gone for like an hour and a half, and then walked like. It's like, I kid you not, like a mile from the property. So she'd go on a hunt and then come all the way back the mile on her own down a road. And just like, come in the house and like, <laughs> come knock. But she came back covered in blood. Oh my gosh. You know, she got something. Yeah. She was awesome. And she was the nicest, sweetest dog outside of that. Like, oh my gosh. It's so nice. That's crazy. Badass. Yeah. Man. I don't. I don't think Harvey would uh, make it that far. In the back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know of any dog. It's like it's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. It's also an interesting relationship when the dog's like, "Oh, I can oh, feed I myself." Feed myself. <laughs> like. Right. <laughs> I'm good. Just let me outside. Yeah. Yeah. Man. But yeah. Um. Good. Yeah. So what's been going on with you though? You had. With, got the school and basketball yeah. how's everything yeah what's been going on so yeah pretty much um just basketball and grad school um but still loving the apartment life uh it makes makes being busier so much easier because um there's just less to like manage and take care of uh marianne and i talk all the time about how happy we are that we live in the apartment now that it's been like fall um and all the leaves are dead and like if any of you who have been to my or who had gone to my house before remember like how many trees i had and how many leaves there were it was just like a constant fight and battle once they started to fall so i don't miss that um but yeah basketball is going pretty good we um we have a very different team than we did last year uh our eighth graders that we have are all like much smaller um last year uh, if any of you remember like seeing any pictures of, or hearing me talk about it, we had several players that were my height or taller. Um, and this year we have one guy who's taller than me, but this is his first year ever playing basketball. So um, oh, we just, okay. we, we have incredible guards and that's kind of been carrying us. Um, and it's been very up and up and down. Like I think we're, I, I would have to look through the schedule and count, but like we have a winning record and we're second in the district. But one thing that my coach did this year that I think was a really, really smart idea is he scheduled like basically every, um, every team in our sectional, so, which is like the way the middle school sport works. It goes from like the district tournament to the sectional tournament, and that could take us to the middle school state championship. But um, we've played all of them except for two, I think. Uh, and I think we're like one in five or one, no, 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 not one in five, one in four in those games. Um, but we played them all again in the second half. And all of them were like incredibly close games, like under 10 points in the fourth quarter. Some of them were like three or four point losses. Um, but the nice thing has been our team has like, they were early in the season and we've been playing so much better uh, the past couple weeks. It, they honestly surprised me with how much better they've gotten. Um, and I can't remember, I think I maybe posted this in Slack, but um, Northeast is the middle school team that we, that's number one in our district. And that we always lose to um like they beat us three times last year both the regular season and in the the district tournament and they were the only team that we never beat um but this year we beat them at their home court in the best game we'd ever played and it was like the happiest i had been it was it was so much fun um so that was great uh but yeah we we have a christmas tournament at our gym over Christmas break, which is another just like advantage because we're getting to play three really hard games that don't like hurt us. They're not district games or anything. Um, just, just an opportunity to play some hard teams. And then after that, we in January, we have three regular season games and then it's tournament time. So, okay. Um, I'm excited. It's been fun. Cause this year I've had, my role has been a lot more involved. Um, I think I talked about this some like, when I was recording myself talking about basketball early in the, in the school year, but um, there's just a lot of like a lot of drama came to a head with like a lot of our players don't like my head coach. And so uh, like knowing all of them more this year, I've like played a, a lot of the, this like mediator role or like more like culture coach <laughs> than anything else. Yeah. Just like keeping the peace and like making sure that they don't, you know, back talk him or get upset about something or or whatever and 
uh, just trying to keep them motivated. But then I also just having an extra year in the system, like know what we're doing more and can actually help coach more um, X and O stuff. And I make a lot more substitution calls like from the bench than I did last year, which is fun. Uh, that's probably my favorite thing to do is trying to manage the lineup uh, and like play with combinations of the kids to see like who's doing the best. We got this kid uh, who has been at our school all year. He played football, um, but he was like sick during basketball tryouts and he didn't play with us last year, but he just always, one of those kids that always plays basketball, like outside of school. And um, his calves are like insane. Like he's probably, I don't know, five, six, five, five. Like he's not a tall kid, mm-hmm. but he has the highest vertical of anyone on the team. And it's not even close. Um, and so he joined the team maybe three weeks ago. He just was like, hey, I, th- I want to play. Is it too late? And we were like, I mean, yes, but you can come try out and see. And we were kind of like, oh, man, like he can't dribble and he can't shoot. But he's so crazy athletic that like he might be able to play for us just for like defense and rebounding. And so we put him in or so he, we gave him a jersey the day of that Northeast game. Um, <laughs> and like just based on the way he had been practicing that week, like I told coach, I was like, look, I was like, I don't ask for much. So I'm going to ask for this, but I think we should like reward how hard he's been working and like wanting to play. Like a lot of our kids just sometimes they have, they just act like they're just there and it's very strange. Like they're not excited about stuff. And I was like, we should reward him. And like, he should be the first sub off the bench. And he was like, okay. Yeah. He's like, I think that that'd be fine. Like, even if he doesn't play long, like we just show them like having a positive attitude and hard work, like works off. So he goes in this game and the thing about Northeast, the reason that they're so good is they have all these like huge guys on their team. Like they're just trees, like six, four, six, five, just massive eighth grade, eighth graders. One of them has already dunked in like two middle school games this, this year, <laughs> like just in the oh, And he went in the game and immediately was like, we couldn't take him off the floor. Like he was just jumping up and just grabbing rebounds like out of their hands, just insanely athletic. Um, and that was a big part of why we won that game was from, was him. And I was just like, it made it all so much better, but anyways, so we're kind of like rounding into shape. And then the second, the secondary part of the, of it is, you know, I I get to coach the JV team in the JV games. And one of the like biggest bummers of this year is that like all of the schools stopped scheduling those games because there's like a ref shortage and they, so because Mm -hmm. of that, they like increased their price. So none of the schools have wanted to like pay for an extra game uh, of refs mm-hmm. for them to come early. So, uh, but thankfully there was one jamboree we played. It was specifically for JV games that, that I got to coach uh, that whole day. And then um, this past week, yeah, or what was today? Saturday, two days ago, our Thursday game, um, my coach and the other coach was were like, all right, we'll just referee the game and our two assistant coaches can coach it like they normally do. Um, and we'll just make our mm-hmm. own JV game. And man, it was so much fun. Like I love my JV guys have just really like, like attached to me this year. And it actually feels, it almost feels like a separate like team because when the eighth graders aren't around, like they're not afraid. They're a lot more energetic. They like clap each other up and they're like, oh, let's go. Like the eighth graders are all like too cool. So they're all, they're more like, quiet and like they don't get like pumped up and like yell or like talk a lot on the floor but the seventh graders do they're just so hype all the time and we ended up winning like 42 to 14 (laughs) in the jv game oh so it was it was fun but um but yeah that's been as you can imagine the primary use of my time for the past couple months yeah nice um and so 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 you ended up you're only doing you're only doing middle school basketball, is that right? Are you're not are you gonna do any other sports? You said am I gonna do any other sport? Yeah, yeah. Or like yeah, or it's just middle school basketball. Um I don't know. Uh because last year, you know, I helped with soccer or whatever. I don't know if I'm gonna do soccer again. I'm kinda torn because yeah. I thought we would have our own team this year, but we're still gonna have to play with the other school that Marianne was teaching at last year. And with Marianne not there, I have like a lot less reason to go over there every day after school and like spend my time over there. Um, And then like most of the players that I like coached from our school were eighth graders. And I, I don't know how many kids this year would be from my school playing soccer. So I may just take the year off and wait if, and see if we ever get our own 
team. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, and that one's not not quite your passion project like basketball is. Uh, you're breaking imagine. up a little bit. I can't hear you, unfortunately. Oh, I, oh, can you hear me now? A little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear you now. Oh, I was saying, uh, soccer is not quite your passion sport like basketball no. is either. So, <laughs> yeah. No, not a passion sport, and also not something that I actually know anything about. <laughs> so, it's like I was talking to somebody about that at school. I was like, the only reason I could coach soccer is because none of our kids know how to play soccer. So, like. <laughs> If any of them knew how to play, I would just be hurtful. I wouldn't. It wouldn't be help, any help at all. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Um, how is? I I know you've been super busy, but with grad school, how's that been? Yeah, I lost you again. Oh, uh, grad school. How's grad school been? I don't know what happened. I can't hear you. Um, hello. Okay, I don't. I can hear you now. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Um, I was I was just asking about how grad school has been. Oh, I I lost you again. <laughs> this is this is terrible for the pod. I don't know what happened. I'm sorry uh, to all of our fans. These technical issues will never happen again. I can assure you. <laughs> um. Hmm. Let me see. Can you hear me now? I think it's uh on Discord it says that your connection is red or my, is connection, my connection is what? I don't know. <laughs> okay, try again. All right, we'll we'll wait for the reconnection. Nope, I can't hear anything. I wonder what happened. All right, see if uh, if I can hear you now. Hello. Okay, I heard that. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, who knows? Can you still can you still hear me? Nope. <laughs> oh gosh. Let me it's like this. your first word comes through, and then I can see that you're talking in the video, but nothing nothing, no noise comes through. Okay, well, um, well, I guess we'll be signing off on the podcast here um, as we as we keep talking about our technical difficulties. Um, no, let's see. Can you hear me at all? Has it gotten any better? Well, bum, this is a bummer, folks. I don't know what to tell you. Um, well, Spicer, if you can still hear me, um, <laughs> I'll send you a message, um, but I will... Uh, stop recording so that there's less work for you to have to uh, edit out of here. Oh, wait, hold on. Okay, I can see you. Well, I guess that's all, folks. Bye, y'all.